Okay, so welcome to Burgess Power Hour. Yay, we finally got on technology. I don't know. Love it. So uh, thank you for joining us, those of you who are listening to the recording, those of you who are listening to me through my cell phone and Zoom. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so, again, I apologize for being late. Uh, therefore, I don't want to cut this short. So I'm just, if you have to drop off before the end, that's fine. Uh, but I do have some tools to give you at the very end so you don't have to. Um, but thank you for joining us. And uh, tonight is about essence of leadership. Yay. About how can you be the leader that you really want to be and maybe get some ahas tonight. And those of you who have um, registered, you'll get a recording of this as well. So you'll be able to go back and listen to it. And also I'm going to, at the very end, I'm going to put up a PowerPoint. Uh, so that you can get the list of all the attributes of what is the essence of a conscious, courageous leader. Uh, one thing might be to uh, understand how um, technology works. That might be good for me to learn. Okay. So uh, those of you who are on Zoom and can see me, hello. Those who can't and who are on the phone, welcome. And just know that um, you're going to need to, if you haven't done a power hour with me before, you know that you have to um, get paper and pencil, please, or something to write with because we are very experiential and we're going to dig around a little bit in our subconscious mind about leadership and what that might, what maybe blocks or limits us or maybe what our subconscious beliefs are about being a leader and what does that look like and what does success look like and how do I know when I'm there, you know? So um, go ahead and get that ready because I will be asking you to do some things here in a minute. And the, the whole idea is I'm going to go through a little bit of talking about what is the essence of leadership. And then we're also going to do the experiential part. I see a cat in the middle of a flower. Oh, my gosh. That is crazy. <laughs> okay. That was Okay, so uh, I'm going to have to go pretty fast tonight. Like I said, I'm try I'll try to catch up a little bit of time, but I apologize. And I will, um, at the very end, I'm going to give you some tools. And also, a lot of this stuff that we're going to be talking about tonight, I'm going to go in deeper and more depth in my virtual workshop, okay? That's going to be August 29th, and that's the essence of leadership, and it's a three-hour virtual workshop. And I'll give you the URL now to go in and look at it and check it out. And at the very end, I'll do the same thing, okay, just so you can see, maybe you want to get a little more in-depth, okay, into what we're going into here. So that's essenceofbeing.com, essenceofbeing.com slash virtual E-O-L, which stands for Essence of Leadership, okay, virtual E-O-L. So all of you who are Essence of Being graduates, welcome, welcome. And it's good to see your face if I can see you. So let's get right to it about the essence, because if you know me, if you've done any of my workshops or any of the things I've done for the last 30, God, seven years, oh my gosh, I'm getting old, is the essence, right? It's the essence. So tonight, about the essence of leadership, it's very near and dear to me. And one of the biggest, um, very first things that I tell people is, look, if you want to be a great leader, show up. Okay. And that's, Number one, right? Show up. And there's a lot of things that have been going on with me personally. I've had a lot of people uh, leave the planet recently. For those of you who may have known people who have left the planet, 
and who have moved on. Uh, you know, it's a tough time for us right now for a lot of people um, in the world. And so even though you don't want to show up sometimes, you show up anyway. You know, even if you're hurting, even if you have things that you just don't know how you're going to make it through, you just have to show up. So that's what I'm doing here. And, and I clearly my technology was uh, limiting me as well there. So, But I showed up anyway. So that's the first part of being a good leader. So here I am, showing up for you. So what is leadership? What is the essence of leadership? So Webster's Dictionary, I'll give you a dictionary meaning, okay? And you can write it down, take it on if you choose. And, get, and again, get ready to start jotting some things down because we're going to go through some cool stuff here in a minute. Um, it, it describes leadership as the ability of an individual to influence or motivate and enable others. So it's the ability of an individual to influence, motivate, or enable others to contribute toward the effectiveness and success of a group. So it's the ability of an individual to influence, motivate, and enable others to contribute toward the effectiveness and success of a group. So it's perfect. It's right in alignment with what we do with the Conscious Leadership Academy and Essence of Being because we are building a global movement of conscious leaders, empowering others to create that win-win world. And that's why we're doing this together, Okay. We're stirring up the cauldron here, gathering it all up, so you, maybe you can understand a little more about how to lead and, and get some inspiration tonight and motivation and understand how you are an influencer in your world. You are. No matter where you are, no matter what you do, you do make a difference. Okay? So it's really important to understand what the definition of a leader is or the operational definition is. And everybody has their own leader is. Yes? We all have our own ideas. What's a leader? Yes. So, yeah. So let's, it's, it's whether you're an, whether you're leading groups or an organization or a family or your life, you know, doesn't matter. You it still have the, the, the aspects that I'm going to go through are still going to apply. So, whether you're leading a family organization or a team or, or a company or a group or yourself, it all is the same thing. In my mind, everybody is a conscious leader. Now, great leaders don't set out to be a leader. They set out to make a difference. So it's never about the role of being a leader. It's about the goal or the outcome of what you want to create, okay, by making a difference. So it doesn't matter where you are in your life right now. Maybe you're all by yourself, and I know that right now a lot of people are isolated, okay? But it doesn't matter what business you're in or even if you're not in a business. Whatever you're doing, no matter how old you are, no matter what you're doing, it's really about making a difference, and you can be a great leader no matter what. So what I want you to do right now, I want you to just jot down a couple of, a couple of people that you admire, 
Okay, just jot down one or two names of people that you admire that you think are great leaders. Just jot down a name or two. If you can think of somebody that somebody that you really admire about how they led or lead. And then once you get their names down, I want you to just write down what are the qualities or the aspects of those people that you really admire. Why did you write their name down? Why do you think of them as a good leader? What are their aspects? Just jot down a couple couple words, phrases, adjectives. Just jot all those down. And what I'm going to ask you to do is shout out some of the things you wrote down. What What's a couple, what are aspects? Just shout them out. Intelligent. And intelligent, perfect. So some of you are muted, so you have to unmute yourself. Courageous. And you can hit courageous, perfect. Driven. Patient. Driven and patient. Humble. Humble. Consistent. Consistent. Yeah. Empowers the team. Empowerment. Mm-hmm. A great Others. listener. And what? A great listener. Being grateful. And a great listener, she said. Great listener. And Listen, I can hear you. Great listener. What else? Leads by example. Leads by example. Perfect. Persistent. Persistence. Consistent, yes. Actually, say it again. Well spoken. Well spoken. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I actually said persistent. Persistent. Yeah. Positive. Positive. Anything else? Continues to get back up. <laughs> get mm -hmm. back up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Care. They care. And they care. Okay, perfect. Okay. Now, uh, out of all these things you wrote down or that you heard, uh, you, you can certainly take on any of those yourself, but look at what you wrote down or what you think about and just say, do I, do I show up that way? What parts do I show up when I show up? Do I show up? Do I care? Am I persistent? Am I consistent? Do I have courage? Am I positive? You know, those types of things. So when you hear these things, 
just notice where do you show up with that? Do you embody those same attributes and aspects that you admire with people? So that would be the first step is look at what you define what a leader is and become that. Become those aspects that you just called out. And if you're lacking or not um, showing up that way as much as you'd like, then that can be a goal. To say, today I'm going to be more fill in the blank. Okay? But that's one thing. Now, I have some background noise. If you have background noise, please mute yourself, okay? I think if you're on the phone, you can hit star six, and that will mute you as well, okay? So I'm going to give you... Uh, I'm going to give you 17 aspects that I feel that are extremely important in being a courageous, conscious leader, all right? And many of these you might embody, or you some of you already said some of them, which is great, but I'm going to go through them pretty quickly, and then we're going to go into uh, another little uh, subconscious belief about yourself, about being a leader, and about your own uh, abilities, okay, about uh, – what your um, positive and negative aspects might be, okay, around being and showing up as a leader and whatever that looks like to you, okay? So, uh, and then at the very end, the very end, I'm going to give you some tools to use, and then I'm going to show a PowerPoint at the very end, just a slide that lists all of these aspects, just so you don't have to be furiously writing it all down, or you can if you choose to, okay? Any questions before we before I go through these? Okay. So um, I guess the first one that's really important, like I said, is showing up. That's the first one. There's Deborah. Hey, Deborah. Yeah, She's finally. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so going, right, showing up is Showing up. You just showed up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> number two. Number two is having courage. Mm-hmm. Now, when I say courage, um, it's really having courage with passion. Yeah. So what that means, the definition for courage for me is, uh, is, is basically courage comes from the French word liqueur mm-hmm. or the heart. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's the heart. It's coming from that place of passion and heart. So if you lead with your heart, you, you have commitment. In other words, you're committed to the journey of is you're wanting to do you're committed to the outcome you're committed to the goal you're committed to the vision of what it is that you're choosing to create mm-hmm. even though you may have doubt so it's commitment plus doubt okay even though you're doubting it even you're committed to doing it you're going to have the courage to do it but you're doubting it the whole way yeah you may have doubts come up every now and then but the last part of the courage equation is you take action so it's commitment plus doubt plus action. You do it anyway. You're willing to do whatever it takes. So for me, the first aspect of quality is really having courage and passion and really committing to something that you're choosing to do and how you want to show up, even though you doubt it, you're going to take action anyway. And so I invite all of you to take action and do the workshop August 29th, okay, so that you can get a little deeper into what this is going to be about. All right, the third aspect is empathy. Mm-hmm. Now, empathy means having compassion for yourself and others. So don't forget about yourself, because I know a lot of us beat ourselves up, don't we? 
we really beat ourselves up about the decisions we've made. Um, but empathy is having compassion for ourselves and for others, putting ourselves in other people's shoes. So if you're a leader of a family or a company or an organization group, or even yourself, put yourself in those shoes. Have some compassion for yourself and for others. You don't have to be that other person that you're working with, but have empathy for them. Entirely. So that's the compassion piece that's really, really important to me, okay, when, you're, when you have empathy. The fourth is having effective communication, okay? So effective communication, uh, I'm going to go a little bit into depth. There's four different ways of having effective communication. Um, one of them is listening, and some of you said that in one of your attributes that you shouted out was listening. The more you listen, the better leader you become. Listening is really, really important. So to be an effective communicator, you have to be present in order to listen. You can't be thinking about something else and going, did I turn off the coffee pot? And why didn't my microphone work? Yeah, I could beat myself up for the, for the last 10 minutes because my microphone didn't work, but I'm not being present with you. Okay? So being present means I'm going to listen. Don't be somewhere else getting distracted. The second part of effective communication is taking responsibility for your own thoughts, your own beliefs, and your own actions. So that's basically being an effective communicator of all your communication. Take responsibility. Now, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go into a lot of this for communication because that's a whole module I do of nine weeks and a whole day, and a, okay, about how to be an effective communicator, but it's a part of being an effective leader, okay? So the, the third part of an effective communicator is having creating synergy. And I'll go into synergy in, in a little more depth in a minute, okay? The fourth aspect of being an effective communicator as a leader is telling your truth with compassion when you listen to others. So I know that a lot of people are afraid to tell their truth because they're afraid they're going to hurt somebody's feelings or they don't, they don't have a voice. Okay. And so telling your truth with compassion is key and how you, how to really be more effective as a communicator and therefore be a great leader, okay? So when you have a family or a business or a relationship or a group of people that you're leading or you're being with, we all think we're all, we all talk the same way, we all hear the same way. We think we're little mini-me's, don't we? What do you mean? That's how I like it. I talk fast, so you should talk fast, so you should hear fast. So sometimes you just have to notice there are other people in the world that not like you, okay? And therefore, to be a more effective communicator, tell your truth with compassion and notice and listen to other people and how they receive your communication, okay? And again, I have a whole module about communication. So that is being an effective communicator. The fifth and sixth way of being a um, leader is having purpose, knowing what your purpose is, and owning your power. Don't be afraid of your power. 
step into it. And if you're not clear about what your purpose is in life and why am I, why am I here and maybe I've lost a little bit of my purpose and I think a lot of people may have, you know, they're swimming right now trying to figure out what I thought I was on this track. Now I'm not. I'm on, you know, there's a lot of disruption that's happened in the world recently. And so are you on purpose? And again, I invite you to come play with this August 29th so that you can, we're going to do a little exercise about purpose. Okay, so that you can see, am I on track? Am I on purpose? And if I'm not, what can I do to hone those, to hone it? Do I make a difference? Okay, that's five and six. Number seven, in order to see one of the qualities of leadership to me is you have to have emotional intelligence. And what that means is there's so many ways, again, Communicating and understanding people, it's a lot of it's nonverbal communication, understanding what that is. Many of us fight or we flight or we freeze. You may have heard that before, right? We fight, flight, or freeze. We run, we hide, or we stunned. We just stand there. So these are responses that happen when somebody talks to us sometimes. And the people that we talk to have the same kind of responses. And so to identify those, that's emotional intelligence, is to be able to understand and to identify if someone's in flight or if they're in freeze or if they're in fight mode. I'm sure you can tell they're in fight mode because they're fighting you, right? So they either fight or they want to fight or they want to run or they want to freeze. They shut down. So these responses are generated, by the way, from our past experiences. So the good news is it can be relearned. But you're to understand your own behaviors and your own triggers and what happens when you go into that reptilian brain. This is the this is the part of the brain that shuts down sometimes or runs or fights, okay? We can relearn and teach ourselves to respond instead of react. Mm. The same way we can, when we're, when we're in a stressful situation, that's usually when the reptilian brain takes over. And just, just understand that with emotional intelligence, uh, that other people have the same issue. When they're in the stressful situation, they may not be um, responding in the way that they would like to because they're reacting, okay, just like you do. So these are learned responses. And then we learn these at a very young age. The good news is we can unlearn them and respond in a different way. But it takes practice. So how you do that is you develop skills for controlling and managing overwhelming stress. And that's how you can be a more effective leader. Emotional intelligence is understanding that a lot of times people don't tell you their truth. They don't tell you the truth. You kind of have to go behind the words sometimes, and this is a skill that you can learn. Go behind the words. Go behind the words to really feel, tap into that emotional level. What are they really saying here? You can really understand that and feel that they're, you can understand it through their nonverbal communication. And again, I teach a whole class about that. So if you, if you can go through somebody's words and go behind the words, and you really get what they're feeling or what they're saying or why they're saying it, then you'll absolutely be able to be heard and they'll be able to be heard. 
and you'll be able to acknowledge them, and they're going to feel acknowledged. So it's really, really important to feel acknowledged and heard, isn't it? Yeah, because we want to be acknowledged and heard. And again, emotional intelligence is definitely a big one for me. And it's a skill that you can learn and tap into. So we all have it. We just forget about it or don't understand it or don't think about it. Okay? So come play with me and you'll learn more about that. Okay. Um, Let's see. The eighth one is um, taking responsibility. So this is the same thing I said about effective communication, but if you take responsibility for your own thoughts and your own beliefs and your own actions as a leader and you stop blaming other people, you stop shaming yourself or making excuses, then you demonstrate to your team, you demonstrate to your family, you demonstrate to your group, you demonstrate to your company how to do this how to basically be a demonstration of taking responsibility. That does not mean you are taking on anybody else's issues. You're only responsible for your thoughts, your beliefs, and your actions, and that's it. Sometimes that means saying I'm wrong. Okay? So it's being vulnerable enough with your team or your group or your family or whomever and being vulnerable enough to say, you know what, I'm wrong. But do it with not shame, because it's not a very powerful position to be in either, okay? okay. Let me make sure these other people are coming in. All right. So if you blame, shame, or justify anybody else in your group or your team or your family, then you are not taking responsibility for your own actions, your own beliefs. You're giving your power away. And unfortunately, that's what we're taught for many of us. And we just bitch and we moan and we whine. And whenever we bitch, moan, and whine, it feels good maybe, but nothing gets changed. Nothing changes. It's not a powerful position to take. So you're not, here's the other big part about being a leader. You're not responsible for anybody else's emotions. You're not responsible for their happiness. Okay? And a lot of us think, oh, gosh, I'm responsible for every thought, every belief, and every action. I know as a parent, we feel like we're responsible. We're responsible up to a certain point, but eventually they are sentient beings. And they're going to take on their own beliefs, thoughts, and actions. Okay? But the same thing is for coworkers and anybody that you work with or play with. You're not responsible for their, their beliefs or their emotions. So when you're creating a team or if you're a leader of whatever, okay, just know that you're not responsible for them, for their beliefs. You're responsible for yours and your thoughts and your actions, okay? Number nine is synergy. So this is what I wanted to go into a little bit about synergy. Synergy is um, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. 
And that's what really makes up a high-performance team if you're working with a team or a group or organization or family is creating an open space to have synergy. And what that means is in an equation is one plus one equals three. There's me and there's you, and together it makes us. So you don't lose who you are, okay? You don't lose that aspect of you. So it's you plus that other person that creates us. So it's a whole nother energy, a whole nother entity. You're respecting each other's opinions and you don't have to totally merge into what they believe or what they're thinking to create synergy, but you have to be open to allowing them to have their own opinions. Boy, wouldn't that be healthy these days, huh? Okay. And to understand what that is, if it's an opinion or a fact, <laughs> that's a whole nother story. <laughs> okay. So, but the definition of synergy is the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. So when you're creating a team, you might want to say, I need to create synergy so that I understand that we're doing this together. Doing it together, there's no I in team. You've heard that, right? So it's always better if you create as a team, or even if it's just a family, it's better to have more input than just you. And it creates and sparks something even bigger and better than you can do by yourself. I know a lot of us are solopreneurs. You know, a lot of people are solopreneurs out there and they're going to do it all themselves. Well, that can be um, uh, exhausting. So in order to create synergy, you have to have other people, okay? You're not a lone ranger there. All right. Number 10 is know your blind spots. Everybody has them. And to me, a great leader knows their blind spots and they're willing to look at them. We all have things that we just can't see. It's right in front of our face. But we can't see it. If we can just identify what our blind spots are, we can be willing to look at them to be willing to say, you know what? I didn't see that. That's a blind spot for me. So be willing to see that other people are sharing with you and giving you feedback about things that you can't see for yourself. And number 11 is trust. Be able to trust and cooperate. So a great leader has to have a little bit of trust and want to cooperate, which means you have to let go of control. Okay. You have to let go of control in order to cooperate with people. You have to be able to trust them just a little bit. And as you guys know, any of those, if you are essence of being graduates, you know we talk about trust and experience a lot in all the work. But creating together as conscious leaders, we have to let go of control just a little bit in order to cooperate and have trust. Many of us have been burned, yes? Okay. So if you've been burned, it's hard sometimes to trust. So I always, I think I hear this all the time, tiger, camel, trust in God, but tiger, camel. So what that means to me is, you know, you can trust and you can do your due diligence, okay? Tie up your camel, but you can also allow trust to be in your life as well. 
And if you've been burned and been betrayed, then it takes practice to choose to trust. Yeah, it's a choice. So be mindful about that. Trust is a choice. You can choose to do it or not. And again, if you have the emotional intelligence and tap into your intuition, you're going to know who you can trust. Okay. Uh, number 12 is have integrity. So to be a conscious leader, the essence of a great leader to me is holding your shape, which is your integrity of who you are. You hold your shape. You don't let people move you off your center, okay? You're honest and transparent, and you don't get moved around too much. You're in your center. Think about the qualities that you admire in those leaders that you put down. They're transparent for the most part. They have honesty and integrity. They show up. So, again, for me, it's about holding my shape and not allowing too many distractions or too many people to pull me a certain direction and I forget who I am. So my word is my bond. People know they can trust me. For those of you who are graduates, just nod. Yes. You know you can trust, you know you can trust me. And my word is my bond. Just understand that if you say something and you do not follow through with it, then you're teaching that other person not to trust you. So we're going to go through a tool at the end here about how you can play with that. Okay, so but if you say something and you don't go through with it, you're going to teach that other person. The 13th one is having respect for yourself and others. True leaders don't create followers. They create more leaders. So if you have respect for yourself and others, then one of my greatest achievements are creating more leaders. And that's a reflection of what a great leader is. So a leader, this is one of my favorite little sayings, a leader takes people where they want to go. A great leader takes people where they don't necessarily want to go, but ought to be. I'll say it again. A leader takes people where they want to go. We're following the leader. But a great leader takes people where they don't want to go, but ought to be. So I see the value and the innocence and the power and the magnificence of each of you. And even though you don't see it sometimes maybe, or maybe they people that you work with, they don't see it, they're afraid. They're afraid of their own power. A great leader can really just bring it out and say, you know what? It's okay. I know you're afraid, but let's go there. Okay? And that's why a lot of our workshops and things I've been doing all these past 100 years works is because people are afraid to maybe go there. They're afraid of their own power. And you just have to have a gentle guiding hand to say, it's okay. I'm going to take you there. I'm going to hold your hand and we're going to go there together. So that's true for anything that you're involved in right now. Don't be afraid to take people where they may not want to just jump into exactly because you can show them a get there. 
Um, the 14th is boundaries. Know your boundaries. <laughs> What's that? So it's also being accountable. And that's something I've had to work on myself is a lot of boundaries. So a lot of times I forget my boundaries or I have in the past until recently. I'll be on the phone talking to somebody for 25 hours. No, that's not, that's not respecting my boundaries, okay? That's not really adding value for me to be on the phone for 25 hours with somebody. They may really appreciate it, but it's totally disrespecting my boundary. Okay, so I have to really respect myself enough to have the boundary and be accountable for that. And one way to have accountability is that you create a feedback loop. Okay, and be accountable for your actions and thoughts and words. And what I mean by feedback loop, you know, a great leader, uh, feedback is the breakfast of champions. So don't be afraid to get feedback from people, and don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> okay, a lot of times we want to shoot the messenger that just gave us some feedback that might be might that might serve us. Be open to that. So having that feedback loop is part of being accountable. And in order to have that, you have to be accessible. So accessibility equals accountability to me. And then 15 is inspire and empower. That's a great leader, empowers people, inspires people. If your actions inspire others to dream more or learn more or do more and become more, then you're a great leader. And then 16 is create and innovate and be flexible. So allow a space for you to create and have innovation. So don't be so rigid that you're not flexible that maybe some other people have some better ideas than you, okay? So just be open to being a little flexible so that you can create things and, and inspire innovation. You don't have to be the one thinking of it, okay? It can come from a lot of different sources. So keep an environment of creativity and an innovation around all the people that you play with or work with and allow people to change things, okay? So that's 16, create, innovate, and be flexible. And this last one is have a sense of humor. <laughs> and you guys who know me, you know sense of humor. But you have to maintain a sense of humor or it's like it's all work and no play. Okay, nothing is so serious that you can't laugh about it. I try to laugh every day. Where's my Brigetta? She always, she makes me laugh. She's our laugh of, our laughologist. Okay, so those are the 17 aspects. Now what I want to do is I want you to get out your pieces of paper and a pencil, and we're going to do stream of consciousness writing. And all that means is that you're going to uh, finish the statements. I'm going to ask a question or a statement, and you just finish it, okay? And you sit, don't edit it, don't think about it. Just write down the first things that come up, okay? And let's go in and see what you can see in there. So the first one is, this is just a question. Do I really want to succeed? Yes or no? 
And if it's a yes, why? And if it's a no, why? You gotta have you have to have a good why, or you won't get off the cap. So just look at your why and say, "Wow, is that juicy enough for me? Does that motivate me?" The second thing I want you to write down is. How will I know when I'm successful? What's it going to look like? And what's it going? Well, how am I going to feel when I'm successful? I will feel. What's it going to look like? How do you know when you're there? Then finish up on the one you're writing. And you'll have time to go back and add this later. And the next one will be, as a leader, my two strengths are... As a leader, my two strengths are what? And then finish up on the one you're on. And the last one is, as a leader, my two weaknesses are, as a leader, my two weaknesses are 
Okay. Finish up with the one you're writing. And we have some time for people to share. If you want. About your strengths, weaknesses, what's it going to look like? Anybody want to share any of that? Any ahas? <laughs> I'll share. Gwen, is that Gwen or Robin? It was Robin. Can you hear me? Okay, go ahead. Um, yep. Answer number one, uh, when you know you have a great life, I live a great life and help, helping others do the same. So um, I think that's really important. Um, well, number two is how you know, you know, how you know when you're successful. I'll feel like at peace, excited to lift others up, um, help others meet their goals and dreams, having no financial stress with obviously excess funds in the bank accounts and multiple bank accounts. Okay. So it was about, say that part again, how do you know when you're successful? Uh, being at peace, being excited to help others achieve their dreams because you've achieved your dreams by helping others. It's fulfilling. It's self-fulfilling energy, positive energy to pass it on to others and um, no financial stress, knowing there's plenty of funds in the bank and being able to just give back. And do you have an idea of what that plenty means? Yes, I do. <laughs> Because it has to be very, sometimes people say, I just want to have a lot of money. Well, that doesn't yeah. no, really. It needs, to be, it needs to be millions in the banks to, to be able to get there. And it's a goal to, to achieve that. So it's a long-term okay. plan. So just, yeah, just be clear. And what is your um, strengths and weaknesses as a leader? Strengths are, are listening and taking responsibility. Weaknesses are not okay. in blind spots. And difficulty trusting. It's Ah, okay. Okay. And we have a phrase that we talk about in Essence of Being as until recently. So you just start reframing that thing, I can't trust people until recently. So it's a reframe of whether you put it or not, whether you're sure, you're not sure how it's going to look or what it's going to be like. You just start reframing it and be open to the fact that perhaps you can start choosing to trust trustworthy people Correct. because you trust yourself. Okay, and trust is a big for a lot of people, right. for sure. Because, uh, uh, like I said, we a lot of us have been betrayed, and so again, it's a choice. Mm -hmm. So I have a feeling that's for a lot of people that you're sharing that for. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. Thank you for that. Any anybody else want to share anything? Yeah, I'll chip in. This is Deborah. Hi. Okay. Um, well, the first question it says, do I really want to succeed? And my answer to myself was, hell yes. And then when <laughs> the answer why, I said, because I can and because I was born to succeed. And I believe that one of the most revolutionary things we can do is to be what we were created to do, to be and do what we were created to do. 
And I want to also empower others to do the same. I feel like if everybody did that, if we just would be who we were, you know, divinely created to be, when there was a thought and it said, let there be Burge, let there be Robin, let there be Arlene, you know, it's only one of a kind. And if we just be that, and everybody else, I'm just, I'm just going, but we just be, be that and then just do what we were created to do. Oh, what a much better place. So, yes, I really wanted to see um, how do I know I'm successful? And what will it look like? And how do I know I'm there? Um, a long time ago, I had like what you call an angelic visitation. And I was shown all this body of work that I would create that would be, that would be fully manifested. It was like, I don't know, a hundred something offerings. And I've done, and out of that 100, I, I'd say I've done two. So I, at first I was like saying, okay, well, what does it look like? What it looks like now is I'm at that point in myself and centered in myself where a lot of that was shown in the fourth dimension. Now I'm comfortable with taking things from there because they were already fully manifested, allowing myself to be still and be a conduit and then let it be helping to manifest in this dimension. So when I do that, it's just like, okay, here it is, the book that you want to do or this other thing. Okay, you see it sit down, allow it to come through, express, and, and, and doing that, getting it out into the world, empowering people, uplifting them. And I just feel as a result of just doing that and being that and filling those needs, I feel that the money itself will just be kind of a byproduct or result of that, just flowing abundantly as, as I'm allowing these ideas just to keep flowing and it's, you know, touching and energizing people. So it's just a continuous, sorry, there's no blocks. There's no block in me to get it out and express it out and let it go where it needs to go. And there's no flow from, I think of money as ideas in circulation. And I think when it's blocked, that so, circulation, that flow. So one of those, so, for a second. So one, yes. one of the things that I tell people is give as you go and create a flow. Yes. yes. So what you're talking about, I like that. <laughs> giving as you, yeah. you go and create a flow, that, that's mm -hmm. what you're doing when you do that. Yes. So what was the weakness or as, as the a leader? Well, the, well, I had the strengths where I'm an authentic empower, um, and I am extremely high level of emotional perceptiveness. You know, I think I have emotional intelligence, but if I sit still enough, and if I've given permission, I can also tap into a person where they are, where they're feeling. I feel like, you know, early on, and Bird, you know this too, having an acting background and doing theater, you had to put yourself completely in another person's life. You had to, you had to totally mark out you and your whole personality. And the more you were able to do that, the better you were able to present that character. That gave great training right. life because it's like, you know, getting to a certain points where it's like, okay, let me see, hear, hear another person and feel where they're coming from. Um, and, you know, so, so that part, but my weaknesses, I feel like I'm a, I am a former perfectionist. So I'm in that in-between space. I'm learning to be more of a, uh, trust more in an organic process. You know, the God is always saying, I got your back. Why are you tripping? And I'm also organically, I, it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, it's like, it, you know, it's like, okay, organically, I'm, I'm, I have everything I need between myself and God. I have everything I need right now in this moment in time. So let me fasten my spiritual seatbelt and go with it. I'm getting more and more comfortable. So you're perfect. So let me interrupt. You're perfect just the 
way you are right now. And so your weakness about it's a recovering, you're recovering professional. I'm a recovering. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So with that perfection, you know, again, if you're already perfect, you're perfect just the way you are right now. So if you're already perfect, then you don't have to worry about it, right? Exactly. So there's exactly. a whole there's a whole tripping up in your in your head about it, you know. Yeah, and, if I'm and, already perfect, worry about it. Yeah, and the weakness is that from time to time that imposter will show up talking about this perfectionist yeah. agenda, and I have to remind her so we, we go back and we know where we are. <laughs> I've got, I've got, at first I only had my child in your so, We're going to go straight ahead? You know, so, so that's it. And the second thing, my weakness is I was a former hider of my light. Don't ask me why, but that was just, a, now I'm stepping more into, I'm, a, I'm unapologetically me. I'm unapologetically me. And as a result of okay. me being unapologetically me, the part of me that, you know, would hide my light from time, I don't know what that's about uh, and all the things that go with it, but we're, we're past that point now because we're unapologetically me and we're like, okay, let's get busy. I can't, you know, it's like, just let all this well, light shine. I'll, I'll say that for most of us, Deborah, I don't mean to interrupt, but I do. Mm -hmm. For most of us, um, you know, it's it's a judged in our life, right? So many of us have been judged, and so the judgment that comes up that we project mm -hmm. uh, that have been projected on us, we project on ourselves. Yeah. You know, so we have to be making sure that we're doing, you know, that we're they're good little girls, good little boys. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we don't get to be perfect. We have to do all these things uh, to do it right, mm -hmm. because in in their belief is that there's something wrong with us, mm -hmm. and so it's a subconscious belief long ago that for some yeah. of us that that could be a what I call the bubble talk the subconscious it, thought that exactly. keeps you from getting what you exactly there's a term and now so, there's yeah. a term now where they call a multi-potential light and that's another thing I'm multi-talented so when people say well what's the one thing what's the square box that you're trying to fit in it's like well all of them sound good all for me and so when you get to be unapologetically yourself you realize that as a multi-potential light all of that unapologetically is the one. All of all of okay. every aspect of who you are and what you what you be is your one. Thing. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Well, that's great. Thank you, Deborah, for sharing that. And I'm sure that maybe some other people got some <laughs> ahas from that as well. Because right. you know we all come together for a reason. Right. And so fair things like this, uh, things come up for people to really explore, wow, that's me too, or that's a, an aspect of me that I hadn't thought about. Mm -hmm. So it's really great when people share, and I invite all of you to come play with me, by the way, okay. for our, our virtual Essence of Leadership workshop, and it's a three-hour down and dirty, get down to the, you know, we're going to do a lot of experiential stuff, and just so you know, go to um, essenceofbeing.com slash virtual EOL, which stands for Essence of Leadership, EOL, okay? And you can go there and see more about it. And that's August 29th. So you can mm -hmm. come play with us um, three hours. Mm -hmm. And it goes by very quickly. And Arlene knows because she's been at a bunch of those in season two, okay? And I think so is just that. Yeah. So whatever you wrote, pardon me? Fantastic. They're fantastic. You're all oh, thank you. fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we're doing virtual stuff, I guess. So mm -hmm. there you go. 
So, um, okay, so I want to give you some tools before we leave. I know that we went over because we started late because of stuff. So I want to give you a couple of tools. And what broke down, you can continue this, continue bringing this up. And like I said, join us August 29th. That way you're able to, it's only 47 bucks. It's for three hours, okay? And then you can really get into a little more of the detail, and it's a lot more experiential stuff mm-hmm. about how can I go up and how can I find my purpose and well, am I willing to do whatever it takes to break free? Ask yourself that question. Am I willing to do whatever it takes to break free? And mm-hmm. free free from what? <laughs> right? So we're going to play with that. So let me give you a couple of tools before we go. And like I said, at the end here, I'm going to put a slide up just to show you all the attributes again, just so you can write them down if you missed it, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing that I want to talk about with the, with uh, really changing the game, changing the game and making sure the game that you're playing as a conscious, courageous leader is speak with good purpose. So always speak with good purpose about the people that you work with, the people that you play with. Try not to gossip behind people's back because that's not how you set up trust. Okay. The second thing is be willing to support the mission that you have. Be willing to support the vision, the mission, the principles of whatever that you're creating or whatever you're a part of. You might be the boss or you might be in different leadership positions or you might just be at your family. But what is your vision? What's your mission? Be willing to support it. So here's the thing. Agree to support. You don't have to agree to what somebody says. You don't have to say exactly, oh, yeah, you know, you gotta, You don't have to have 100% agreement, but you need to agree to support what the total organization or group or family, whatever the mission is and whatever the vision does come about, agree to support it, okay? And don't undermine it mm-hmm. because it's not what you want, all right? The third thing is be open and honest in your communication. So... That's how you also demonstrate trust. Mm-hmm. The fourth is complete your agreement. Make only agreements that you're willing and intend to keep. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times people make agreements, they're just trying to get you off your back. Yeah, yeah, I'll get to that. Yeah, I'll do it. Parents are great for that. Yeah, 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 in a minute. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, get, I'll do that for you in a minute. But, of course, you know, two days later. <laughs> You might get to it, all right? So just be mindful about what you're agreeing to. So if for some reason you can't make your agreement, this is so important, you guys. Clear it up quickly. Clear any broken or potentially broken agreements at the first appropriate time to that person. You have to clean it up. And what that means is you can renegotiate. It's perfectly okay to come to somebody and say, I need to renegotiate our agreement. Because you know what you're teaching them? Okay, that you're being at integrity and that you're trustworthy. Even though you may have been able not to make a deadline or not have made that agreement, you're opening it up to, you're not slinking away and hoping that people just forget about it. Because what they're thinking is you can't be trusted and you're not dependable and you're not accountable and all those things. And so therefore, go and renegotiate. 
So conscious leaders renegotiate because I would respect somebody so much more if they say to me, you know what, I agreed I was going to do this, but I need to renegotiate my agreement with you. That is so powerful to me. And I totally respect that person way more. And I might be upset. It might be whatever. You didn't get it done. But I respect that. And I know that I can count on you because you're being conscious with it. Okay? You're not just slinking off. All right. Uh, and the fifth thing is focus on what works. Please focus on the rest of this month. Focus on the things that are working, not the things that are not working. Because as you know, what you focus on expands, right? So whatever you're focusing on gets bigger. And remember, do not shoot the messenger if somebody comes to you and say, this isn't working, okay? They say, okay, well, what, what is working? They're just giving you feedback. So focus for the rest of this month. Try, be mindful of focusing on what's working because that is what you create more of. And it's not just the woo-woo thing I'm telling you about. It's really a reticular activator in your brain that actually does reprogram. Every time you say something, you're focusing on it. You actually see more of that and you create more of that. You have that ability to do that. It's a physiological part of your brain that does that. But it also, esoterically and energetically, it also does create more of what you want because you want things to work, right? Mm -hmm. So I choose from all my all of my uh, microphones and everything to work. <laughs> my video is working, so I'm going to focus on that. Okay. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to show you the PowerPoint and also just remind you, Next month, September, it's always the third Wednesday of every month I do these things. And um, I, I have a feeling I'm going to be dropping Zoom because I'm not amused. Can't do that for my workshops and webinars. But um, it'll be September 20, uh, September 16th is the next one, I believe. That's the next uh, third Wednesday of every month. And it's going to be about how to pivot and change with ease how to pivot whatever it is that, you, that you're stuck on that's not working and change it with ease, okay? So that'll be September 16th. And remember to join me August 29th. Go to essenceofbeing.com slash virtual EOL. Join me for an in-depth virtual workshop. I promise you it gets uh, intense, but also... You'll have a lot of new tools and a lot of new experiences on maybe some ahas about what's on for you. So you can give yourself that gift, okay? Any questions? Thank you. Right, and I'm going to share my screen. Just thank you, and I'll see you August 29th. Thank you so much. All right. Awesome. And You're welcome. I, thank you all. I have a question. <laughs> yeah? Where are you in that beautiful background? I am in my head. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I see. It's a background like my flower background. There you go. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah, it's in my head. <laughs> well, I normally put my logo back there, but this time I thought I'd show this. 
just for giggles because I'm focusing uh -huh. on what I uh -huh. love it. Mm -hmm. thank, thank you. So here are the attributes of great leaders. So here's the list of them and I'll leave it up uh, for you in case you missed any of those. And again, we'll go into this into major discuss, uh, major experiential stuff. Um, August 29th. Okay. Okay. And I appreciate all coming and, and having patience with me because I think I lost a lot of people because I couldn't talk. How's that for being a good communicator? <laughs> Crazy. All right. And I will see you next time. Okay. I'm going to stop. Thank you. Love you. Thank you. Love you. Love you. Love Bye. you. Wonderful. Bye. Excellent. Bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>